Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls. And we've got a lot of good bonus content on there. We have our entire Firefly Lane series, um, as well as we'll be starting the uh, Behind Her Eyes series soon as, as well. It I just became well. available uh, on the library the other day oh. today. So I have it now. Oh, shoot. I'm like 14 <laughs> weeks behind. So <laughs> I might have to just buy that yeah. one. <laughs> and this week we are covering... A simple favor. Oh, and I have titled this one Captain Mom. Ah, <laughs> it's like what are they called? The what are they? The helicopter moms? Is that what mm-hmm. the other phrase that yeah. I've heard? Well, before? and the main and the main character, her last name is Smothers, mm. like a smother mother. Yeah, which is funny because her last name in the book I think is like Ward or yeah, something. It's not so I don't know why smothers. they changed it. <laughs> uh, so the book was originally published March 21st, 2017, and it's written by Darcy Bell. It has a Goodreads rating of 3.27 out of 5, and it's 304 pages. Uh, the movie just came out in 2018. It's rated R, but it's categorized as a comedy crime mystery. I mean, there's a lot that happens I mean, in this movie, so I'm not It's very surprised. strange. Um, it's an hour and 57 minutes long, directed by Paul Feg. Fig? Fig. Yeah. Uh, but he's the director of the movie uh, Last Christmas that came out um, a couple years ago. Uh, the 2016 female version of the Ghostbusters. Oh. Uh, he did The Heat, uh, the bri- or Bridesmaids, and a bunch of off- Office episodes as well. Okay, that makes a lot more sense yeah. now. <laughs> so, which is just so funny because it's so not the way I would have thought they would have taken this movie not at all uh because uh and he's also an actor so he's been in a lot of things he's more like comedy type but they did say that um he decided that he wanted to articulate the contrast between the scary and the funny um and so he decided to shoot this movie in a very brightly lit way uh, to make it more of a comedy because uh, usually thrillers and mysteries are in these like dark tones and he really wanted to take it to the suburbs, which is, you know, mostly known for its white walls and bright windows. Yeah. I, I know I read that uh, the author is one of the writers on the movie. So mm-hmm. I, it's interesting, like that she was okay with the change in kind of direction. Cause this yeah. book is very much a mystery thriller book. Yeah. But it's so funny. Like now that like I look at the movies that he's done, especially like the, uh, like bridesmaids mm-hmm. and the heat, like that's what this is. This is like yeah. the crime drama version of something like that. Yeah. So uh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> so the IMDb synopsis reads: Stephanie is a single mother with a parenting vlog who befriends Emily, a secretive upper class woman who has a child at the same elementary school. When Emily goes missing, Stephanie takes it upon herself to investigate. That does she ever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> So there weren't too many fun facts about this um, book just because the author's not very, you know, well known. It Mm -hmm. is her debut novel. Um, Critics do compare this book to Gone Girl because it has a lot of the elements of that unreliable Mm -hmm. narrator. Um, So I could definitely see that. Some revered it and said, you know, they took that theme and did it a better job. Some thought they did a poor job of kind of emulating that. Personally, I... I think I liked Gone Girl a little bit more because I feel like the unreliable narrator was much more prominent in Gone Girl because, right. like, you think um, 
you think Amy is one way, but she right. turns out to be a completely different way. Whereas this, it's like, you're kind of just getting the different sides. Yeah. Um, so it's not as unreliable, I guess. But, but it is very similar in yes. the Gone Girl aspect totally. of it. Um, but I did like that we also then got like the third narrator mm-hmm. in Sean yeah. in, the, in the book, because that goes completely out the window in yeah. the movie. Because really, they're kind of just explaining their own versions of the story. Yeah. Um, so it's up to us to decide like who's right, who's yeah. wrong kind of thing. So I did like that. Um, and then lastly, the author's second book uh, titled Something She's Not Telling Us came out in 2020. So like I said, she doesn't have too many works, but... Um, uh, if it's anything like this, I think, you know, it's probably murder mystery. It's not a sequel or anything, is it? No, it's just a, a second novel by her. So. Cause I feel like they could have definitely, at least from the book, at least mm-hmm. this could have been, you could have kept going. I agree with Cause that. Cause the characters are all still very active at yes. the end of this book. Yeah. So hmm. uh, the movie has an 84% on rotten tomatoes, which is actually higher than I thought it was totally. going to, because I wouldn't have given it an 84%. <laughs> no. Um, I actually watched this movie on a, an airplane. It was like one of like the mm-hmm. free movies. And I remember watching it and being like, that is not what I thought this was going to be. <laughs> Cause I thought it was like a really like thriller mystery. Totally. And it, I don't even know what this is. It's so bizarre. I literally ended that movie and I was like, what did I just watch? It was so bizarre. And fair warning, we mentioned at the last at the end of last episode, um, our friend Katya did warn us. She said, True. you know, the movie is not what you're gonna think. No, the, you know, it, it veers from what the book is. So well, and right. I, yeah, I mean, and I did the opposite. I saw the movie first, so mm-hmm. then reading it, I was like, wow, this is not the tone of this movie. <laughs> right. So I was very. I don't know. I was very confused. Yeah. Uh, the budget for the movie was $20 million and it did end up grossing worldwide uh, just about $97 million. So it did pretty well. Uh, but I was reading a lot of the reviews. And, like, I remember when the trailer came out and I was like, wow, this, like, is going to hook. Like, yeah. hook. Like, this looks good. Like, these actors. Like, and then people were not so happy with it after that which is interesting because whenever i see like a thriller type trailer i mm-hmm. avoid the movie like the plague because right. i don't like scary movies so i naturally avoided right. this if i had known what it was gonna be i definitely would have watched it <laughs> uh so i did read that uh the director of photography uh for this movie he notes that there's actually a ton of hidden easter eggs in each of one of stephanie's vlogs um one of the main differences in between the book and the movie is that they turned her blog which mm-hmm. is in the movie or in the book to a vlog so it's visually which yeah. makes sense you know well they totally um, switched it from like mommy blog to like foodie vlog right <laughs> right. And but I guess they said that there's like a ton of little Easter eggs throughout um, those videos mm-hmm. that she does. And it each each video sets the tone and changes as the mystery progresses. So which I didn't really notice. I, I noticed like her followers going up throughout yeah. the movie. But I thought that was kind of well, and like compared to the book, the vlog. Yeah, it's important. But like we get mm-hmm. the short snippets compared to like the the uh, book where like we get a bunch of different entries. Yeah. So. At the beginning of the book, I thought that's all it was going to be. Going to be, Because it's yeah. heavy blog at the beginning. I don't know if you you did this too, but at one point I didn't realize that I wasn't reading the blog. Oh, yeah. I thought I was still reading. <laughs> and I was like, wait, she's like divulging all these secrets. And then I realized, oh, no, this is just like her diary. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I could tell is because the on my Kindle, the 
the fonts were two very two uh, different fonts. Okay. So to help promote the movie uh, during Comic Con in 2018, Blake Lively actually made demonstrations on how to make the perfect martini on stage, ah. which was kind of cool because it was kind of like a theme throughout the movie. So, question: Does do all movies make it to Comic Con? Because I feel like that's not very a Comic Con-y type movie. No, I'm not sure, mm. but I think anytime you have like a mystery thriller drama, that kind of goes in that direction. Of a Comic Con, mm-hmm. not exactly sure. That's interesting, but she, it's Blake Lively and her husband's Ryan Reynolds, so whatever they want to do. Well, yeah, Deadpool's <laughs> wife wants to be there, right? Uh, speaking of, uh, so on screen, the martini that Emily drinks uh, calls for gin because you know there's gin martinis and vodka martinis, and the bottle that's actually shown in the movie is aviation gin. Well, that's actually Ryan Reynolds' own. Uh, gin mm. and that it's actually his own craft distillery in Portland, Oregon. Oh, wow. Shameless plug. Yeah, right. I had no idea. <laughs> so <laughs> then the movie is very different from the book. We'll yeah. we'll say that right now. It was going to be even more different oh. and even more outlandish than I don't think I could have finished it if this is the way it would have gone. <laughs> the original ending of the movie had an elaborate choreographed and staged flash mob uh, with Sean as the main dancer, ending with him proposing to Stephanie at the end. And that uh, they talked about how the guy who plays Sean has like no professional dancing. So they took very intensive dance lessons to make this scene happen. And, uh, but I guess they actually previewed the movie with that scene in it at the end and audience hated it so much that they ended up taking it out. I mean, as they should have, that sounds awful, (laughs) but supposedly that scene that got cut can be seen in the extras on the Blu-ray DVD. Ah. But I was like, Way to, like, that would have just tipped me way over the edge. Well, and, like, I get the mindset of the director trying to be, like, a spoofy style. But, like, yeah, that just makes it, like, like not believable at that point. Yeah. <laughs> like, why like would... even more so yeah. than at the end. So, <laughs> right. I don't know. I was very glad they nixed the flash mob. Yes. <laughs> so, the cast of the movie. Um, there aren't too many characters that I wanted to bring up. But, obviously, we'll start with Stephanie Smothers, who is the... Very homely Captain Mom of the story, uh, played by Anna Kendrick. And she's the one who's trying to find her friend that's missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, love Anna Kendrick. You know, she has an Oscar nomination for her supporting role in Up in the Air. We know her from all the Pitch Perfect movies, uh, Trolls, and all the Twilight movies as well. Um I thought she was perfect for this role, though. Oh, I didn't like her. Really? I loved her in this role because she's so I think so I just didn't awkward. like the character. <laughs> I think, like, it's, I, I guess the point is for her to be somewhat annoying, um, so I'll give her that. Uh, I just, like, her voice sounded really, like, shrill to me, and just, like, I don't know. I I do like Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Um, I just didn't necessarily like her in this specific character. I thought she she was so awkward, and yeah, I just, like, she did. it was so, I thought she was so funny. Well, and I think they did a good job of um, making her look homely, or feel yeah. homely. Like, the fact that, like, you would look at her hair and like it wasn't fully done yeah. or like there were crinkles. I'm like, yes, girl, I get it. Yeah. Um, so I'll give her that. Uh, she did say that uh, during an interview that the fil- the the parts where she's filming with Emily in the at, at Emily's house where they were like flirting were, were her very favorite uh, scenes to oh. film. Um, and that it was very different for her, but she really liked it, yeah. I guess. So, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I love Anna Kendrick. <laughs> uh, so Emily Nelson slash... Faith slash hope slash Evelyn, if you want to talk about her character in the slash charity. Oh no, charity. Yeah. (laughs) So, anyways, 
that is the friend that goes missing in this story is played by Blake Lively. Um, I freaking adore her. I do. Too. I love her. Obviously we know her as Serena from gossip, gossip girl. girl. Uh, she was also in the green lantern movie, the town, the sister of the traveling pants. And she's also going to be in the upcoming movie adaptation of the movie, a husband or the husband's secret. You just bought that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, the one that with like the blonde girl in front of like the greenery, that one. Uh, the book has a like a like a shattered flower on the front of it. Oh, or maybe I just bought it. You may have just. bought Yeah. It. <laughs> so I don't know. But it's evidently that's coming up in the next well, we'll year. Well, we'll cover it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously she's married to Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Yes. And they're actually one of my very favorite like celebrity couples. I think they're so funny on they, Instagram. They troll each other so well. It's so <laughs> funny because he's so like outlandishly yeah. funny. And she, I bet she just has this like really dry hu- sense of humor that just like, to, to, like is put perfect for him. Yeah. My favorite is when they uh, at one point they were like wished each other happy birthday. And the photos they posted was like half of their partner's face. Yeah. But like mostly that. It's like what my brother does on my birthday. He finds the worst photos like blurry photos of me. So silly. <laughs> I love it. I, I liked her. Um, I do think the character was a little much compared to the yeah. book. Like, you mean the, the cane she wears at the Well, not only that, but, end. like, every other word is a swear word. Yeah. And, like, she's very, like, aggressive, um, which I didn't really understand. But, I mean, if that's what the director wanted, she lived up to yeah. it. Um, but she's good in that kind of, like, overpowering mm-hmm. friend roles i mean that's what she was as serena so yeah and she said that she was actually really excited to play this role because it was her first quote-unquote villain Mm. role even though she's kind of been a bully in a couple other things this is her first one that was actually designated for her to be the bully i guess so um she actually also i guess to help promote this movie on her instagram she deleted all of her instagram followers and uh she ended up following only eight or 28 accounts that shared the character's name, Emily Nelson to lead up to the film's release. <laughs> Seems like a little aggressive, yeah, but okay. <laughs> not sure why. Uh, also. So in the, in the movie, Emily's like a really heavy drinker. She mm-hmm. drinks all the time. And, uh, which is actually very different because Blake Lively doesn't drink at all. Yeah. Um, she says she doesn't drink. She's never tried a drug. It's just something that she's never desired or whatever. Yeah. So evidently whatever she was drinking was water probably, probably. <laughs> <laughs> which is funny that her husband then owns a gin distillery. Yeah. So who knows? Um, and I guess one of the reasons why um, Blake Lively actually is the one who wanted Emily to wear the suits is because she wanted to make sure that her character here, who was, you know, kind of a higher end character, looked very different than her character in Gossip Girl. She wanted okay. to make sure, you know, she was still Upper East Side, but like in a more, you know, different vibe yeah. than Serena. Well, and like Serena, I mean, for the majority of the time was a student. So it was mm-hmm. very much like like teenager style where this is much more like professional um, attire. But I I love the outfits. Like I'll give her that. The cane. Yeah. (laughs) The cane was a little much. (laughs) And like the tuxedo, like cuffs and like the dicky and stuff. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Uh, And then it was like either that or like, she just didn't have a shirt on. So it was just blazer and boobs. I was like, okay. She's gorgeous. (laughs) She is. She's beautiful. She is probably one of my female celebrity crushes yeah. like she's beautiful but she has that ability of like looking exotic and different but also yeah. still looking like girl next door too if she right and probably to. doesn't ever has to wear makeup if she doesn't want right. to 
Uh, so Sean Nelson, who is Emily's husband in this in this story, is played by Henry Golding, who mm, we yay. love. I totally <laughs> forgot he was in this. Uh, we know him from Crazy Rich Asians, uh, The Gentleman, and he was actually in the movie The Last Christmas that was directed by the same director. Um, I guess they the director said that he wanted him to play this role so badly because he thinks Henry has a very beautiful voice and he just has this like ineffable cool to him. I totally agree with that. I love and him. And I'm la- I'm glad that they kept the character as a British yeah. person because that's what it is mm-hmm. in the book. Um, and who better than Henry Golding? He's so... Henry? I, Harry? Henry. 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 <laughs> he's so... I love him. Yeah. I think he's I think he's great. And I think he did great in this role. His, we'll, we'll talk about it in a bit. This character, they changed him a little bit in some of the things that he's involved in. Right. But overall, he, <laughs> he did a great job, yeah. I thought. Uh, last character I wanted to talk about um, only has one line, but I couldn't not talk about him. Stephanie's half brother, Chris, yeah. is played by Dustin Milligan, who we know him as Ted from Schitt's Creek. He's so cute. He's so cute. I actually thought he was cuter in this movie than he was in, in Schitt's Creek. So I'm rewatching Schitt's Creek yeah. right now. And Ted just came in and I'm like, oh, Ted, you're such a dork. He's such a dork. Yeah, he was. He's very hot in this movie. He's but it's just like- so funny. He's so like. This was like before, obviously, yeah. Shit's Creek. So he's well, just like a background character before here. Before that, I think I knew him from, I think it was the reboot of 90210, maybe? Mm-hmm. One of those CW yeah. shows. And I was just like, oh, you're cute. And then like to see him like pop up in random yeah. places. It's always but fun. talk about a weird like character. Well, yeah. Like a whole weird storyline <laughs> that we'll talk about. It's just so like bizarre. Yeah. So, but yeah, so those are the main characters I wanted to talk about. You didn't bring up, um, what's his face? What is Darren. It? Darren, yeah. I did. I was going to, but then I was just like, the whole like mom squad that got added to yeah. this movie, I was like, do you talk about him? Do you not? There's, I do love Darren. I mean, Darren ends up, you know, driving the Prius at the end, <laughs> but um, yeah, I've seen him in a couple different things yeah. as well. All right. So time for who said it. Your first quote is, you'd be amazed what people will do. Things they'd never admit to anyone. Not even to themselves. Mm, Stephanie. Mm. Emily. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that's going to keep happening. The problem, I had such a hard time remembering who was Emily and who was Stephanie. Because <laughs> they're such like, I mean, don't take offense if your name is Stephanie or Emily, but very like normal yeah. female names yeah. that it was hard for me to remember who was. Who. I know. And while I was taking notes while watching the movie, I had to like change some t- a couple me of too. them. Like, oh, wait, no, that was Stephanie. Me too. <laughs> All right. Next one. It had been wrong from the start to put our fate in the hands of a woman who had no thoughts, only feelings. Ooh. Ooh. Sean. Yeah. (laughs) Next one. It's amazing how convincingly we can pretend to be something we're not. Stephanie. Yes. (laughs) Last one. There is no bond as tight as the bond between partners in crime. Ooh. Stephanie, mm, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> and it was hard because like realistically, either of them could right. have said any of these. Right. Uh, and in keeping in line with uh, the quotes, your choices for F. Mary Kill are Stephanie, Emily, and Sean. Mm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay. okay. Sorry. I got to kill Emily. <laughs> Not Emily. Stephanie. Stephanie. I got to kill go Stephanie. Again. I know. Because uh, she's just obnoxious. <laughs> um, and then I think I'll marry Sean because... Sean is a nice guy. He just kind of got caught up in a woman. Um, And then I will do any favor for um, Uh, Emily. 
I'm going to agree with you yeah, on that one. There's really no other option. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this movie changed quite a bit. Yeah. Like the plot's there. Yeah. The ending's kind of there. <laughs> but If you can say that. If you can say that. <laughs> so the movie opens up and it's Stephanie's mommy vlog, which is not really a mommy vlog. She it's makes like, food. <laughs> yeah. In the book, it's very like, I don't even know. It's kind of like mom advice, but not really advice. No, it's more like if you have a story, come tell me your story. Um, here's like a blurb about like my life. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, but she she opens it up basically saying that, you know, her best friend is missing. Her friend had asked her to do this simple favor. And that was four days ago. Uh, we come to find out that she had asked her to, you know, pick up her son from school. And then she never came home. Uh, so... Then it kind of goes to the day that Stephanie and Emily met, and which happens differently than it did in the book. So, but in the in the movie, uh, they end up meeting during International Food Day at school because every school evidently has that. I love that. <laughs> um, and it's pouring down rain outside, and uh, I love because they're in the classroom, kind of wrapping up the day, and the teacher's like, "All right, the next sign up sheet for whatever day." For volunteering is over there and stephanie's over there like writing her name on literally everything She's like, let me just plan the whole thing like yeah I got it's it. fine it's fine um so and then so she ends up walking outside and she runs into emily as emily's getting out of the car and nikki and miles who are the, their kids are a friend so they want to have a play date so basically emily ends up asking stephanie if she wants to come over for a drink and a play date that's not exactly how they met in the book. No, I mean, it is pouring down rain the day that they do meet. Um, but basically what we kind of understand is Stephanie has trouble like being friends with any of the other moms <laughs> or parents because they all are mean girls, essentially. So one day it is pouring down rain. She forgot her umbrella and she's just standing there waiting for her son. And she notices another mom that's like standing by the tree who has like a giant one of those like beautiful <laughs> umbrellas. Um, so and then. As she's waiting, um, Emily, like, calls her over, like, hey, come over. And so, like, they stand under the same umbrella. Then they talk about how I think their, bo- their, their boys are friends. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how they meet. So yeah. similar, not really. But yeah, it's interesting because in the book, it's very much Emily makes the first move mm-hmm. as opposed to the movie where it's like they just kind of happen to yeah. see each Well, other. and in the book, they talk about how... Emily ends up giving her that umbrella saying, oh, it was a one of a kind mm-hmm. umbrella type thing. So ends up being not true. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, a little bit different. Not exactly sure why they felt they needed to change it, but it, it is what it is. I feel like is. we're going to keep saying that for this whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so they're at, you know, they're at Emily's house now and there's this like giant portrait of Emily naked yeah. from a very not attractive <laughs> point of view correct <laughs> you know and that's not in the book i guess um, depends on who you ask <laughs> right uh it's just it's very jarring and i mean i probably would have had the same reaction that stephanie yeah. had but uh that's not in the book they do mention in the book that there's like a painting of two twins right um which makes it a lot more sense and again not sure why they changed it because the painting of the twins kind of yeah. comes into play later as we'll t- talk about right but, yeah uh so <laughs> We also find out that Stephanie has something called an oopsie jar for every time somebody swears at their house, they have to put money into the oopsie jar. Mm-hmm. I'm like, our oopsie jar would be overflowing if you that was You could fund us. one of your trips with your oopsie jar. Probably. Unless Mama Cress is around and then it gets switched off like a light. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I uh, swore in front of Mama Cress once mm-hmm. and it, it was like the most embarrassing day of my life. She was very disappointed I in know. you. <laughs> 
Uh, so, but, so Emily ends up turning on some like 60s music and Stephanie like awkwardly dances around. And speaking of our friend Katya, did you like envision her as Emily throughout this whole movie? 100%. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, that's Katya. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone loves a good awkward friend. <laughs> uh, so at this point, Emily starts talking about her husband and how he had wrote, he wrote a book one day not one day at one time <laughs> and and Stephanie had actually read his book and come to find out in the movie Sean is an author who is now an English teacher at the university. And that's not what he is in the book at all. No, he's an investment banker in the book. (laughs) On Wall Street. On Wall Street. Like has like one of the like most like top notch like jobs. (laughs) Not not saying that an English professor is not a top job, but. But very different. Very different, very different lifestyle. It's weird again why they chose to change it. Yeah. And so then we also find out that Stephanie is a widower and that we find, we also find out that her husband was killed in a car accident with her half-brother, Chris. Which uh, is what happens. Which is what happens in, <laughs> in the book. So now we actually, we do get uh, the first sight of Emily's really awful tattoo. And it's this, like, uh, it's, like, around her wrist, and it's, like, a flame tattoo all around her wrist, and it has this, like, weird heart on it as well. And that's not even the tattoo that she has in the book. No, the tattoo is barbed wire. <laughs> it's in the same spot, but right. it's barbed wire. <laughs> I was like, what is the point of, I, I just, I don't understand it. Maybe uh, that was easier to paint on than barbed wire. I guess. It's awful. It's awful, <laughs> yeah, though. It's really bad. Uh, and then Emily also starts talking about this beautiful ring that she's wearing. And she talks about how it was Sean's, you know, family ring that he wanted her to have. Mm-hmm. And the whole family wanted her to have. Um, and then Sean walks in. and <laughs> And Sean is, you know, hot. So then basically Emily and... And Sean act like Stephanie's not even there and just start making out, which why not? I mean, if my husband was Harry, Henry, I always do that. Henry Golding, I would do the same thing. Right. Uh, But they mention here that they are having trouble finding a nanny, that they can't find one that's good enough. And in the book, they actually have a nanny. Yeah. They have a part-time nanny. Yeah, which is a very good, she's like a very good nanny. Like they're happy with her. Right. So again, (laughs) poor nanny got left out of the book. Yeah. So Steph, at this point, when when Stephanie hears this, though, in the movie, she asks them, you know, if you ever need help, like, I can pick up Nikki for you whenever mm-hmm. you want. And they're like, oh, that's great free child care. <laughs> at one point, I think Darren's like, do you think she knows that she's working for free right. for them? <laughs> for them? <laughs> um, so now Stephanie's on her blog again, and she kind of makes the comment about the division between working moms and stay-at-home moms, which I think is a very valid topic mm-hmm. um totally. you know i think everyone has their opinions one way or the other on that that topic doesn't come up in the book mm-hmm. um but i thought it was interesting that if they decided to talk about it in the movie listen if i could be a stay-at-home dog mom absolutely a hundred percent yes i would do that absolutely that's what i told boyfriend right that i wanted to be and he said absolutely not <laughs> uh but so now they're at the park and so stephanie has taken the boys to the park and She's also in charge of, I guess, the yearbook, whatever, in in this movie. She's in charge of anything she could possibly put herself in charge of. Yeah. And so while they're at the park, Emily comes to pick up Nikki and Stephanie takes her picture. And Emily gets, like, super pissed and is like, don't take my photo. And that doesn't happen in the book at all either. No. But, I mean, I think it adds a little bit to, like, the mystery of Emily of, like, okay, why doesn't she want her picture taken? And they do 
circle back on that yeah. a little bit later. Uh, so at this point, Emily tells Stephanie, you know, don't be, you don't want to be friends with me. <laughs> like, I'm not the person you want to be friends with. Like, can we talk about red flag? Like, that's your cue to exit. Right. But <laughs> but Stephanie's so desperate I to know. have a friend. I don't think she even cares. Um, she doesn't even care uh, that she actually ends up making Emily a friendship bracelet. Which also doesn't happen in the book. <laughs> no friendship bracelets in the book. Uh, <laughs> so now they're, because they're back at Emily's house and she gives her this friendship bracelet. And then Emily, this is where she makes her real martinis, mm-hmm. which is like a super fancy. I don't know. Are you into martinis? You like Not martinis? We used to have this place in college that we used to go to for martini night. And we thought we were so cool, but it was like, you know, chocolate martinis and like mm. fruity. Like it was not martinis. I, that's what I was going to say. I can't do martinis because it's basically just straight liquor. Yeah. Um, I need like a little bit of something in my drink. Yeah. Like I remember one time because my normal drink was always uh, Jack and Coke. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I ordered a um, Jack and Coke with like a splash of Coke. Mm-hmm. I immediately returned it back. Yeah. And I said, please put more Coke. In yeah. Like, yeah. I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, my uncle's a huge martini fan. And I always try to. It's mm. just they knock me on my butt after yeah. one of them. Which I guess is the point. Yeah. So, uh, so she makes her these martinis and Stephanie ends up just getting like super drunk on the couch because, you know, why not? And she mentions, you know, everyone has a dark side. Everyone has their secrets. So they kind of start swapping secrets, I guess. Um, at this point, Emily tells Stephanie that she's had a threesome with Sean and Sean's TA. Uh, that's not in the book at all. Right. Actually ends up being a lie that she's telling her anyway, so it doesn't really make a difference. It can't be in the book because in the book, he's not a teacher. That's very true as well. Uh, so, you know, that kind of makes Stephanie be like, all right, and then I guess I should tell her my secret. And so at this point, <laughs> Stephanie ends up telling her that when her dad passed away, she found out that she had a half brother and she, I think was 17 at the time he was like 18. And he comes back to like visit or she, he just shows up at the funeral basically. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even know who he was. Um, and then he spends the night and they sleep together and which does happen in the book. It's mm-hmm. like this whole weird storyline, but this isn't where Stephanie tells Emily. Yeah. So in the book, they're at like some fair or something mm-hmm. and the boys are on like a merry-go-round or some sort of ride. And as they're like watching the boys, it, the secret kind of comes out. What we come to find out though, is at this exact moment, um, Emily is taping Stephanie's mm-hmm. confession on her phone, um, clearly for blackmail to use later. Right. Um, so yeah, weird. And also like in the movie, Stephanie very much was like, no, it was just a kiss. It was just a kiss. And then like eventually, yeah. <laughs> like in the book, she's like, yeah, I slept with him. And right. then I continued to sleep with him. <laughs> right. Yeah. It ter- it's way more, we get way more in depth with that relationship. Yeah. Like of, they were like really into each other for a long, yeah. long time. Here it was kind of just sporadic. And not to mention, they created this like weird brother effort thing. Yeah. And I was like, ah. A little weird. like I get it. It is strange. Um, but like, did we need to put that label on it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently. Uh, but so the next day, Stephanie ends up grabbing Nikki from school for um for Emily, and because that's the simple favor that she asked her mm-hmm. to do. Um, and because Sean's in London, because his I think his mom like broke her hip or something. Yeah. In the book, again, because he's an investment banker, it makes a lot more sense. He's in London to visit, mm-hmm. visit some clients of his. Yeah. And so, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so at this point, Stephanie thinks, you know, Emily's going to be there later that night to pick up Nikki. Well, she's not responding to any of Stephanie's texts. Uh, she ends up calling Sean like right away and is like, you know, 
have you talked to your wife? Like, where is she? And Sean kind of calms her nerves a little bit and is like, you know, she'll, she kind of does this sometimes. She kind of just goes off. Yeah. And Stephanie is like, okay. Like in the book, I very much felt like Sean was like annoyed that Stephanie called her and was like, yeah, she's at work. Yeah. Like, just leave me alone. Like, well, yeah. And he doesn't mention anything like, oh, she's done this before mm-hmm. or anything like that. And to your point, he's annoyed because like, what we kind of realize is Stephanie initially thought that Sean was just like a total dick yeah. and like just, you know, not a good person. And then she kind of comes around to him. But in the movie, it's very much like, oh, she, he's an author that I've read a book from yeah. and I like him. And Sean is much nicer. Like his yeah. character is much nicer in the movie. Yeah, for sure. One of them has to be. Yeah, right. Uh, so when Sean gets home, they end up calling the police pretty much right away, uh, you know, to filer as a you know missing person i think in the book they even they wait a little bit like they wait for a day or so for her to well call the they almost have to at least i think it's a few days because he's still in london mm-hmm. so they don't file it and then once he gets there yeah they have like a conversation and then eventually he's like yeah maybe we should <laughs> yeah so once the police come they basically tell they tell them that you know she had no family she's an only child and her mom and dad are are dead in the book there's never a story that her mom is dead like her mom is very much alive through this whole like there's never like this scheme that her mom is dead at all she's that isn't she like at an old folks home yeah her mom has dementia in the book and that gets brought up quite a bit Mm -hmm. um here it's like they just say that she dies and then we do meet her mom later on and there's not much dementia i mean i think they're kind i don't know she just has some like memory issues yeah so they're at when they call the cops. They're at Emma or at Stephanie's house, and because it's so late, uh, Sean ends up sleeping over on the couch. And then in the morning, he wakes up and makes the boys smoothies, and is just like this great um, all-American dad. And you can like see it right away that Stephanie is like, "Huh, I could get used to this in my kitchen every morning." Mm-hmm. So uh, could I, <laughs> right? And so now we see the mommy blog again, vlog again, and she's talking more and more about Emily's disappearance. So we get a little bit more background of what Emily does for work. So she works for a fashion designer named Dennis Nylon. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, this huge big deal. And she's works in PR to make sure, you know, there's he no- doesn't mess up. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so Stephanie ends up going down to the Dennis Nylon you know, building to go try to figure out if they know where she might be. Yeah. Uh, she does not go there in the book. No, she literally just makes one phone call right. to him and is like, Emily's missing. Can you help? And yeah. he, I think he puts like a press conference together. Uh, so yeah, so now she's at the building and she ends up, she, she ends up sitting there waiting for him to come in. She's just awkward. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and uh, Dennis ends up, you know, walking in with like his entourage of people. And he doesn't seem alarmed at all that no. she's gone. Um, however, in my mind, when I was reading Dennis Nylon in the book, I thought he was like, going to be this like old guy. Oh. I mean, in the, like a Ralph Lauren. Yeah, yeah. Very much like white hair. Yeah. Like, I don't know, more like devil wears Prada type yeah. guy or whatever. But that wasn't the case. He's kind of like this younger guy. Um, so he kind of like ditches Stephanie, but Stephanie ends up sneaking into Emily's office. And we actually see that Dennis is in the next room, kind of actually freaking out and being like, no, I need Emily. Like, where yeah. is someone Emily? find her? <laughs> yeah. And so while Stephanie is in Emily's office, she's like under her like glass desk and she sees a turned over photo of Emily. 
or so she thinks. Right. And it's like this haggard picture of it's her. Rough. And obviously none of this happens in the book because she never goes to, right. to Dennis Nylon in the book. And so anyway, so she's walking out of the building and she actually ends up, or she gets caught in the, I think in the um, office Oh yeah, and they like kick her out. And you know, Dennis basically is, you know, kicking her out and she actually stands up to him and calls him a bottom basement, Tom Ford, <laughs> because this is what she learned from Emily. Emily yeah. told her that she needs to, you know, stand up to, to the bullies. I love when Dennis was like, Tom Ford wishes. He right. Was <laughs> he was so uh, offended. <laughs> um, but she ends up using that haggard photo to make missing photos of her because, or missing posters, because that's the only photo anyone has of her. Which is hilarious. Cause in the book, they do the opposite of p- picking like a really lavishly done photo of her, which also doesn't look really much right. like her. So like they did like a complete 180. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but Sean's out there, you know, putting up posters and like the mom squad is like, Oh God, she's going <laughs> to hate that. I love that. There's a, a trend on, I don't know if it's TikTok or whatever, but it, you like either send it to like a family member or your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, if I were going to go, if I went missing today, oh, what photo, photo would you use? Yeah. <laughs> We should, you know what we should do? We what? should, uh, I should send it to Ray and have him choose uh-huh. one for me or have my mom choose one and you have like your mom or brother oh, do it and see what they come up oh, with. Oh God. Ooh, that would be good. Okay. I'm going to ask my brother. Okay. I'm going to ask my brother too, cause he'll probably have a better one than, <laughs> than Ray would. My brother would be like, what is this for? What are you trying to tell me? Right. <laughs> um, but now we see that Stephanie is, you know, making dinner for Sean at Emily's house and she's kind of becoming more comfortable there which does happen in the book Mm -hmm. and so now while she's cooking dinner for them a detective shows up which does not happen in the book not a detective for the police i think it was just two cops right no no i I, don't even think that no yeah i don't know so (laughs) what i kind of took so in the book there is an insurance detective that Uh comes over and i almost felt like this guy like took well, no, because there is a Miss Prager That's in the movie. True. Yeah, I think they I almost know. Like, added this character. Yeah, I don't the- know. But he's not taking their crap. He doesn't believe no. it for a second. Uh, so he's there and he kind of questions. And he's like very much like, what is happening here? Like your best friend's missing and now you're playing house right. with her family. Sketchy. Interesting. Uh, so the, now another mommy vlog is up. And she, you know, asks the moms for help at this point. Because they know that Emily rented a car and that she, you know, drove to Mich or she was driving somewhere, but they don't know exactly where she is. She ends up getting a tip from that vlog that someone has seen her in Michigan. I think in the book, they don't actually get a valid tip. Like, I think they get a couple tips that are, like, very outlandish Mm -hmm. from this, but they don't actually get a useful tip. Well, not only useful, but, like, literally leads them to exactly where they need to go. Right. (laughs) So they end up finding... They end up finding the rental car that Emily rented in Michigan somewhere. And so now the next mommy vlog that she puts out is telling us that they have found Emily's body in a lake in Michigan. And convenient because aren't there like a zillion lakes in Michigan? I think it's the land of 10,000 lakes, mm. I think is what it is. <laughs> uh, and they end up, you know, they show the dead, they actually showed the dead body in, in the body bag. And we see, you know, the flame tattoo and the ring that Emily had on at the beginning of the movie. 
And now we see the funeral. And actually in the book, there is no funeral. Mm -hmm. There's no funeral. And I think they just spread the ashes in the woods or something. Yeah, I think so. So now we're at like the wake part of this. And, you know, all the other parents are like trying to offer up help or whatnot for the boys. And we end up seeing that Miles and Nikki, you know, the two boys end up getting into a fight outside. And, and Nikki ends up yelling at Stephanie. It was like, you're trying to be my new mom. And you're not my mom, mm-hmm. which I'm still waiting for Aaliyah to tell me. Like, that's still, I'm going to. I feel like she's past that phase. I don't know. I'm still waiting for it. I feel like I'm not an official stepmom until I get the you're not my mom comment. I don't know. I feel like she listens to you a lot more than she listens to her dad. I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> so she, you know, kind of talks, you know, Nikki off the ledge and, you know, kind of come to a little bit understanding. And so now it's still the night of the funeral and Stephanie ends up quote unquote comforting Sean. Cause Sean is so sad and they end up sleeping together that night. And obviously there's no funeral in the book, but yeah. that, uh, that also does not happen till later on in the book. Not only that, but like um, we get this like internal struggle from Stephanie of like, this is like my best friend's mm-hmm. husband. Yeah, she's dead. But like, is it still appropriate? I don't know how to feel. Like we get all of this until she eventually is like, okay, like I do like him a lot. Right. Well, and even in the book, I got this very much like, <laughs> where I'm like, I think this might be all in her head. Like mm. she's very much like thinks that he's also like in Into love her? with her. Yeah. And... You know, I was always like, I don't think he's like that into her throughout the entire book. In the movie, you never get that like, oh, I'm not sure if Sean's really into her. Like, Sean is very much into her throughout the whole movie. That's one of the very many differences uh, of Sean between the movie and the book, I feel like. So anyway, so Stephanie's now is in Emily's house like quite a bit more. And she kind of starts making it her own so she takes down the picture the naked picture that would be the first thing i would take too oh for sure <laughs> so then she goes up to this closet and it's like this beautiful walk-in closet dream closet dream closet and she there's this really pretty black dress you know on a hanger <laughs> so she puts it on and it's way too long for her and <laughs> a, little too too, a little too tight <laughs> for her and while she's in it the doorbell rings and she's stuck in the dress and she can't get it off <laughs> and this does not happen no. in the book at all and so at the door, the detective shows up and she's trying to talk to the detective like while she's in this really tight black <laughs> dress. And he's just like, what is happening? <laughs> so he ends up telling her, you know, that the autopsies showed, you know, signs of major heroin use, major alcohol, you know, abuse. And, you know, and and Stephanie's like, OK, like, I know she liked to drink a lot, but mm-hmm. like, it wasn't like that. Right. Like, there's no track marks on her arms or anything. And he ends up telling them that or telling her that they also took out a four million dollar life insurance policy on Emily very recently. In the book, it's only two million. Yeah. I don't know why, again, why they changed that. No. I mean, four does sound better than two. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess so. Um, and that's the first time like Stephanie is like, oh, like that's kind of suspicious. Mm-hmm. Like what might be going on here? And so she gets a little bit more suspicious and she starts looking through the house and she finds, you know, some past due bills that they have. And so she's like, all right, they're struggling for money type thing. So then she even goes like one step crazier and stalks Sean at the school. And she ends up seeing Sean with like this other woman and which obviously isn't in the book because Mm -hmm. he's not a teacher. But, and it's his TA, I guess. And yeah. so she's remembering like, oh. The threesome. The threesome or whatever. And it was kind of weird to the whole like TA situation was weird because I'm like, 
it very much did seem like Sean might have been sleeping with this girl. Totally. But then, like, we never fully find out one way or the other. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, he it he never really, other than, like, you kind of see him flirting with her a couple times, like, never admits to it. And right. She, like, it's very, it was very, like, unnecessary. I, I agree. So... Now they're at family dinner again, and Nikki brings up the fact that he saw his mom at school. He's like, yeah, I saw my mom. I think I think that's where it happens. In the, does he tell them? It's either that or they're in the car yeah. driving. I can't remember. So, so they're all like, all right, well, you know, you're just seeing things. Like, they don't fully believe him. Well, as Stephanie is putting the boys down for, for night. Well, not only that, but then he goes... Well, Miles saw him, saw her too. Oh, yeah. And Miles was like, I don't know. I think I might yeah, have. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> kind of like the lady in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. I mean, oh, yeah. he might have hit me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, so she's putting the boys down uh, for sleep, for sleeping that night. And she kisses Nikki on the head. Well, while she kisses Nikki on the head, she finds the friendship bracelet that she had given Emily. And they don't fully mention it right here but she kind of smells nikki mm-hmm. and he smells like her perfume because at the beginning of the movie and in the book they talk about how she has this very distinct perfume that yeah. she wears so sean ends up telling her because she kind of kind of confronts sean a little bit about everything that's going on and sean says you know that emily actually stole the ring from from his mom and we get this i think at this point we get the flashback of mm-hmm. them on the plane where they had went to go visit his mom after they after they got married, and she had really really wanted this ring that her that his mom wore. And when she took it off to do dishes, Emily took it. Right. So, and when and she ended up showing Sean on the plane, like, yeah, I took this. Like, it'd be such a waste. Your mom would have like been buried with it. <laughs> and Sean's just like, oh my god. He's like, well, we have to tell her. And she's like, no. What's worse, like. Her thinking she lost the ring or her realizing that you married somebody who, who's a thief, who's a thief, essentially. And I'm like, poor Sean. What's interesting <laughs> is in the movie, he like tells Stephanie this, mm-hmm. but no part in the book does he tell Stephanie. Like, right. I don't know if Stephanie ever really understands the full magnitude of the story, because no. um, I think in the book we get it from Sean's perspective. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I don't know. She's an awful person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sean ends up telling Stephanie, um you know, how, how great he, he thinks that she's making him. And mm-hmm. he's just like, you know, I really do care about you. I'm a better person with you. And at this point he asks her to move in. And I have here in my notes, like, this is the point where I was like, he is not this loving in the book. No. Like it just is like in the book, it's very much like Stephanie's there. She's filling this void for him. Yeah. She ends up kind of just casually moving in, in the book. Like there's no big gesture of like, yeah. he even please says- move in at some point. Like, well, it was like convenient. Yeah. Which like, that's what you want to hear. Right. <laughs> and, and then she ends up at the, before she moves in, she's like, just so you know, like, I'm not really into like the menage a trois stuff. And he was like, what? And she's like, I know about the TA. And he's like, what? Like that never happened. Like, what are you talking about? So, but she does end up moving in and, but she does ask him too, like about the life insurance policy. And, and he, his rebuttal on this is like, we did it because of you. Right. Like after we heard about your husband dying and you know, the life insurance and how, you know, you need to be set up if something like that happens, like that's why we did it. And then at this point he tells her he loves her, which what? again does not <laughs> happen in the book. There's no mention of like, they took it out for her right. type thing. Like, or as a result of her. Right. It's very weird. 
So she ends up moving in. And I mean, I guess this is probably the best point that ever to talk about how in the book, Sean is in on all of this. Right. The plan that the life insurance plan was cooked up by Emily, but very much with the uh, knowledge of Sean and like he mm-hmm. approved it. Like he was okay with the whole plan. So the plan was basically take out this life insurance policy. She'll disappear. It'll be like she died. And then they'll meet up later. So, in like, Europe. In Europe. So like he knows that that's the plan this entire time, which goes back to the whole He's not really into em- or Stephanie because he knows that he, his wife essentially is still alive, right. or um, and they're going to meet up again. Right. It does change a little bit, but yeah, in the book or in the movie, he's completely unaware. Well, yeah, and in the book, really, the only reason he ends up even being with Emily is because he talks about in the book multiple times. He's like, "This isn't how it was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, she wasn't supposed to actually die. Right. Like." This whole body being found, like he has, that wasn't part of the plan. Right. Well, so, yeah, he was not expecting her her body to be found with the tattoo with the ring. Like, yeah, like none of that. None of that. So in the movie, though, Sean is just completely in the dark yeah. about all of it. So I actually didn't like that. I kind of like the fact that he knew about it. Yeah, in the, in book. the book. Yeah. So I don't know, but so now Emily or Stephanie is fully moved into their house. She ends up cleaning out that giant closet. How dare she? And it's completely bare. And they actually show her selling her house. Yeah, that was weird. Which didn't happen in the book. They no. very much both still have their houses in the book. Um. So she, you know, she we see her cleaning out the closet. It's completely, you know, bare. She ends up going back up to the closet. And all of the clothes are back where they were. That was the only scary part of this entire It was movie. very, like, creepy. I know. That was <laughs> this the entire only... movie. Right. That's it. <laughs> right. Uh, one scene. And that doesn't happen in the book. That doesn't right. even happen in the book. Uh, so now the mommy vlog is on again. And she's talking about the afterlife. And this does happen in the book. She has, like, a whole entry about the afterlife. But that entry in the, in the book is very much she's talking to Emily because she's She's thinking that Emily is alive at that point. So anyway, so now she's driving the boys to school and Miles is like, oh, Stephanie, my mom wanted you to give, wanted me to give you this envelope. (laughs) And Stephanie like slams on the brakes. And it's basically a family picture of Stephanie with her son, her husband and her half brother. That does not happen in the book. There's no envelope with a picture. So at this point, she's like, all right, Emily's definitely still alive. <laughs> so now Emily actually ends up calling Stephanie. And she's, Stephanie's, the house that, you know, she's living in with Sean has like all these windows. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just one of those houses where anyone can be looking looking at you at any time. Those are the worst houses. Have you ever seen the movie Glass House? Uh, the Glass House? Yeah, I actually really like that movie. It's a great movie, but it's also like terrifying. Yeah, anyway. I actually think it's a book. Oh, perfect. Yeah, great. Halloween. No. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, so in the book, she kind of has, or Stephanie has her like hold up, you know, she holds up like, how many fingers am I holding up? Like they don't do that in the movie at all. Well, and that's how she realizes she's alive in the book, as opposed to the whole like closet fiasco. Right. And envelope or whatnot. (laughs) So Emily actually calls Sean and... Or no, she goes to see Sean at this point because she's freaking out. And in the book, she doesn't go to see Sean. Like, she doesn't even tell Sean that she, that Emily's called. Like, she keeps that a secret Mm -hmm. from him for a little bit uh, in the book. But right away here, she's telling, you know, 
telling him that, you know, she just called me. Like, right. this is not okay. So anyways, we get a flashback of the day that Stephanie's husband and brother died. And it's, and it's pretty much like kind of exact, almost how, how it happened in the book. There's a, it basically Stephanie's husband ended up confronting her about her relationship with Chris because he's seen them together and then actually asked like, is miles my son? Mm-hmm. And when she doesn't have an answer, he ends up basically just asking Chris to go for a drive and right. they crash the car in the book. It's a little different. Well, in the book it's first played out like, different because she's writing for the blog. So yeah. she says some story, crockpot story of like, oh, um, they were like arguing. So I suggested they go buy some steaks. Yeah. And then like Miles wanted to go with them, but I told him to stay back. And then we hear in her actual story of what happened, similar to the movie, mm-hmm. like he's frustrated and he's upset that like he's basically figured out that they've been sleeping together and they have this relationship. Um, so he, they do drive off together. What we kind of understand or that it's, it's kind of laid out in the book that he essentially committed suicide. Mm-hmm. It was a murder suicide, essentially right. um, the whole plot. So, so that whole story that we kind of get this flashback is, is really a flashback of when Stephanie told Emily about this. It's so, a flashback of a flashback. Yes. <laughs> and after she got done, telling her about you know about this story emily kisses stephanie which doesn't happen because we needed that included into the whole plot right and that does not happen in the book so now we're back in the present time and stephanie is looking at the naked photo that she took down and she ends up finding the artist's name on on the painting which doesn't happen in the book because there's no painting Mm mm-hmm I don't understand this whole next part of why this was added. This is so stupid. So dumb. So she ends up finding out that the person who painted this was by a woman named Diana Highland. She ends up finding her wherever she lives and she goes to her art studio slash apartment and she's, she's like, did you draw this painting? And she's like, yeah, that's Claudia. And we're like, okay, It's not Claudia. Her name's Emily. And she's like, yeah, she ruined my career, basically. And come to find out, she had this, like, lesbian relationship with her. (laughs) And she was very, like, volatile and just awful. So, which, none of that happens in the book. Not sure why that needed to happen. And then she's like, yeah, this the only thing I have left of her is this stuff that's in this box. And there ended up being a shirt from a Bible camp that she left behind. (laughs) So Emily then drives to the Bible camp site, which doesn't happen in the book. The whole lake cabin thing is like their family cabin. Right. Why couldn't it have just been a family cabin? I have no idea. Also, like, keep reading or keep talking. But like the how she finds out this next big twist is like totally different. Too. Right. So now she's at this at this Bible camp and she's pretending to take a tour for her son. And she's like, actually like, do you have any school yearbooks or Bible camp yearbooks? I'm like, (laughs) what Bible camp has yearbooks, but they do. Don't worry. She ends up going through these old yearbooks and finding a picture of two twins that are named faith and hope, which is Emily and some and her twin sister. So big Surprise. plot twist. She's a twin in the book. Her name one, their names aren't hope and faith. It's still Emily and Evelyn. Mm-hmm. 
And that is not how she finds this out in the book. No. So kind of what we were talking about earlier, she does eventually reach out to Emily's mom Mm -hmm. and asks if she can go see her because she just wants to kind of like get to know a little bit more about Emily's story. So um, because her mom has dementia, she like agrees to it, but like doesn't really realize like what's happening when she gets there. Um, Her mom has a uh, caretaker Mm -hmm. who like, you know, cares for her throughout the day. And as they're like having a conversation, she like doesn't really get much from the mom but as she's leaving the caretaker is like hey um not sure if this is important but i just wanted you to kind of like know she's a twin right (laughs) that might be important yeah (laughs) she i guess she didn't feel comfortable mentioning it to the police but now seeing that like stephanie cares she was like well i'll at least tell you yeah which is a a way better way of revealing this right whatever so bizarre so after leaving the camp now she has you know Emily's real name and her last name, she calls around till she finds her mom. Mm -hmm. And so she ends up going to this like mansion, like old rundown mansion somewhere and pretends to be the house cleaner, (laughs) which again does not happen in the book. So she gets into the house and she ends up talking, talking to their mom. Come to find out, they talk about how Faith, who is the other twin, it's just a terror. And she was in and out of rehab and she was just kind of a nightmare. And then she kind of talks about how there was a fire on the West wing of this house and that her husband died during this fire and that, you know, it wasn't a mistake. Like it was arson. Like mm-hmm. somebody sent, you know, set their house on fire. And so that doesn't happen in the book. Nope. And so now after she leaves the house, because, she kind of ends up getting like scared off by a different caretaker and it's very strange. So from there, she goes to the library to look up all the arson cases that were in that area. Um, again, not in the book. And I think at this point she finds out that it was that the twins were accused mm-hmm. of setting this fire. And then they left, right, like they disappeared right, right after this fire started. So, Now the mommy vlog is back up and she tells them that basically she's talking to Emily at this point because she knows that Emily's going to be watching Mm -hmm. this. And she's like, tells that she's in Michigan and, you know, she's like, you got to have hope and faith. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just kind of like, this does happen in the book. Like she kind of like words it differently to make it, make Emily know that she knows that she's a twin. Um, But Emily's watching the the vlog and she's like super pissed because she's like this woman is gonna mess up my money like what in the world so anyway stephanie gets home from her little you know detective trip and she's super cold to sean and she ends up reaching out to miss prager 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 um who was on the insurance case for the arson for the arson that happened on the... Oh, the I didn't thing. even yeah. catch that. Yeah, and so she's like, all right, well, I want to bring her in to investigate this case mm-hmm. as well. In the book, it's a guy. Yeah. It's not a woman. It's a Mr. Which, Prager. It's a Mr. Prager. Which was why I was so confused, because in the book, Mr. Prager is a African-American, I believe. Right, or he's yeah. Mixed. So I thought the detective guy was Mr. Prager, and I was right. like, wait a minute, that's not right. Right, and, and Mr. Prager in the book doesn't come because someone asked him like that's his job like right. he that like, this is his case yeah. and um because he's the one that comes and tells Sean that she's a twin yeah and that they think that she's alive right so 
I mean, now do we do we want to talk about Mr. Prager now? <laughs> what happens to him in the book? Like, I don't even I know where to talk about that. Um, yeah, sure. Actually, let's talk about it after the the grave scene. Okay. <laughs> you mean the end of the movie? <laughs> oh, I guess that is the end of the movie, right? Okay, fine. We'll talk about it now. Okay. So long story short, Mr. Prager is the insurance guy. He's, you know, like we said, sent to figure out if she actually is alive. Because if so, they don't get the money. So at this point in the book, Emily and Stephanie are in cahoots um, a little bit. Emily's basically uh, convinced Stephanie to, like, help her out. She's like, you know... Um, it's all Sean's fault and he's a terrible person and he did all this bad stuff. Da, 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 da. So she gets uh, uh, Stephanie to agree to basically murder. So, no, so she murdered. <laughs> Hold on. I got to get this right. So Emily murdered Mr. Prager in his car. I think she yeah. like choked him to death or something. So she gets Stephanie to agree to push his car off of a cliff, <laughs> light it on fire and then basically, like, wipe their hands clean um, because that solves one part of her problem, which was yeah. the insurance uh, claim. And they even, like, put some of Sean's hair in the car as a backup. Right. So they're going to frame him if it turns right. back around. So basically, she cre- she makes Stephanie into an accessory to murder. Yeah. Um, you know, and Stephanie is all for it. Just it just goes <laughs> along with it. So Miss Prager turns out i mean she she fares a lot better in this movie than mr prager did um but now so in the in the movie emily ends up having lunch with sean and she actually surprises sean Mm -hmm. at lunch in the in the book like she texts him and is like hey like you want to meet up for lunch and it's not like a surprise thing and so now they're at lunch and and emily's like super pissed and she's like emily you know she says i did this you know for us and then you know you're gonna go sleep with you know my you know quote-unquote best friend and she like holds a gun up to him and basically (laughs) like makes him say like you don't love emily you don't love stephanie stephanie means nothing to you like and she's recording all of this and Basically, she tells, you know, Sean at this point, like, I just want to take Nikki. Like, she's got, Stephanie's going to mess up my money. Like, just give me my son and I don't want anything to do with any of you. Which is similar to kind of what her ask is at the end of the Kind of. But in the, and so, but in the book, like, Sean is very much like, I'm so sorry. Like, let's still go along with the plan. Like, Sean wants her back at this point. He still loves her. Yeah. And in the movie, he's very much like, you're crazy (laughs) and I'm with Stephanie now and I love her type thing. So now they're back at, they're back at home again. And Miss Prager does show up again to talk about the case and, and whatnot. And like now they just know like the jig is up basically. So here's the grave scene that you were were talking about. So Stephanie ends up meeting Emily at Emily's gravesite that they set up. And they make these martinis. This is where she walks in with that cane. Yeah. Terrible. (laughs) Yeah. And so I guess this is kind of supposed to be the big kind of like reveal about kind of how everything happened was at this gravesite. And come to find out that. They weren't just twins. The girls were actually triplets. And that Charity was stillborn or whatever. Mm-hmm. This kind of gets mentioned in the book. Like very. Oh, it very, does? It's like. 
it doesn't, they don't talk about like an actual triplet. They uh-huh. talk about something that the girls did before they were even born. Oh, I didn't And even so catch that, that always made me think like, okay, there was probably a third one that they either like their bodies consumed right. or something Ooh. else happened. Yeah. I'm not sure. So anyways, we end up getting a flashback of when the twins were young and their dad hitting them. He was very abusive and that the girls set the fire basically to kill him and that they end up splitting up to set the fire. I mean, after they set the fire, they end up splitting up because they didn't want to get caught Mm -hmm. in the book. This is not why they split up. No, don't they have like a fight and well, that's how they get the tattoos. They have a fight and then they decide like, let's let bygones be bygones and let's get a terrible tattoo. Right. Um, because, well, we know this from the movie as well, but, um, Evelyn slash Faith uh, had an issue with with drugs, which is interesting because they both dabbled in that when they were younger. Mm -hmm. But um, Emily was able to kind of get out of that scene. Unfortunately, Evelyn was not. So it was basically kind of like, okay, well, I can't continue being your go to person every time you you get in trouble. So that's how they kind of split ways. So, but yeah, same thing. They go and get the tattoos as their like reminder of themselves or whatnot. But, and I think the little heart, they added the heart part for charity Mm -hmm. or something. I don't know. So freaking (laughs) weird. Anyways, they, her sister ends up calling her, uh, calling Emily after seeing a Facebook post that Sean put up for like two seconds Mm -hmm. and she found her, um, in the book, that's not why she calls her. She. No. So in the book, she basically tells her that like, I'm at the lake house, our family mm-hmm. lake house. Um, and I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. And Emily's like, don't do anything until I get there. Like I'm coming. So yeah. she goes there. Her whole plan with the lake house was, I'm just going to hide out here mm-hmm. until things kind of blow over. And then I'll meet back up with Sean. She was not expecting her sister to like be in this conversation at all. When she gets to the lake house, um, she, her sister hasn't killed herself yet, but basically she tries to like talk her off a ledge. And then as she's thinking about it, she's like, well, this would be ideal if she does end up mm-hmm. killing herself. I can essentially use her body as my fake mm-hmm. dead body. Um, she does not kill her s- sister. Um, in the book but she basically just lets her sister kill herself yeah um and then that's when she uses her body as, right um as the decoy body yeah because so now she meets because in the movie she meets up with her sister at the cabin at the bible camp and her sister is like super strung out she says she needs cash she threatens to go to the cops to tell them to tell the cops that they're the ones that set the fire killing their dad mm-hmm. and that she wants a million dollars so yeah, none of that happens right. in the, it's it's very much like a blackmail situation, yeah. not a cry for help like it is in the book. Right. Um so now in the book, so like you just said, her sister ended up killing herself. She took a bunch of drugs mm-hmm. and went for a swim and drowned. Right. Is what happens in the book. In the movie, they decide to go for a swim in the lake and But not before she, uh, she gets completely naked. <laughs> right, she gets completely naked, runs through the woods. Uh, How convenient, too. Yeah, I did read that Blake Lively used a body double for that. That's not uh, her That's not her body. Interesting. Uh, so, it is her face though that they did an incredible job creating strung out Blake Lively. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. I was like, is that even her? Yeah, it barely looks like <laughs> yeah. her. Uh, so maybe that is the body double. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they go for a swim in the lake and Emily actually ends up drowning her sister. Yeah. Like she kills her sister. And again, that does not happen in the book. 
It's interesting because it was very much like in line with her like crazy personality, I felt mm-hmm. like, in the movie. Uh, yeah. In the book, obviously, it's still terrible to let your sister kill herself yeah. um, with your knowledge, but at least she wasn't the one that murdered her. Right. So she ends up putting the the you know the ring, the family ring on her because she's like, all right, I'm going to make this look like it's really me. So while they're talking at the gravesite again, Emily tells Stephanie that Sean is in on the whole thing, which in the book he is. He's not in right. the movie. And she's trying to, you know, get, you know, Stephanie back on her side. So she plays the recording of Sean telling her, you know, that Stephanie means nothing to me while right. he was, you know, held at gunpoint, you know. <laughs> the taping that does not exist in the book. <laughs> right. And so, but Emily tells, you know, tells her the same thing that she does to Sean. Like, she just wants Nikki and she doesn't, you know, she doesn't care about Sean. And that Emily, <laughs> that Emily wants to actually set up Sean for all of this. Yeah. And Stephanie is all for it because Stephanie is simple-minded and can't think for That's herself. one way of putting it. So. She's the fish, as they say in the book. She is the fish. So, Sean goes to see Stephanie at her house and she just is super mean to him, sends him away. Which is so interesting considering, um, didn't she sell her house? Yeah. Right. And then now her house is back. (laughs) Yeah. So, and he keeps calling her and he, she doesn't answer. And again, none of that happens in the book. So, and even at this point, Emily throws a wrench up into the air and lets it hit her in the face And then she goes to the police to say that her husband hit her and that, you know, she was he was very abusive and all of this. And this is why she faked her death Mm -hmm. and and whatnot. And I think that's what she does when she comes back in the book as well. She 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 doesn't throw a wrench in her face. She doesn't throw a wrench in her face, but she does accuse Sean of (laughs) being abusive. And that's her whole storyline for why she's been gone. That this whole insurance fraud was his idea. It was all him. Mm -hmm. So Sean ends up getting arrested because they planted a bunch of stuff on his computer and whatnot. So Sean ends up getting bailed out, out of jail and he goes home and Emily's there and he's like, you are crazy. Like she's decked out in like Stepford wife, like attire, like very, very creepy. Very, very <laughs> crazy. I guess I'll go back a second. So in the, in the book, Sean never gets arrested actually. Yeah, no. So in the book, they, this similar scene does happen. They all meet up at the house or they don't meet up. He comes home and realizes, oh, shit, Stephanie and, and Emily are here together. They do basically tell him, if you don't give me the the, the kid, if you don't get, let me leave with Nikki, we're going to bl- blackmail you and say that it was all your fault and right. you're going to get, um, you know, in trouble or whatever. Uh, he obviously doesn't agree to it. But then he randomly decides that he's going to, like, disappear and, like, goes off. I think he goes back to London yeah, or something. Yeah, so he, he basically goes and talks to his boss. And his oh, boss yeah. is like, bro, you're in trouble. Like, I believe you, but... That's right, because they yeah. end up posting something um, on on Facebook or something that, like, the whole world sees that it's all his fault. Right. So he's like, crap, like, now everyone's going to know or think that I'm, you yeah. know, to blame or whatever. He's like, well, maybe it's best if you kind of lay low. Yeah. So he actually, like, goes off, I think, he, to and, London or yeah, something. Yeah, his the, his company transfers him yeah. out out, out yeah. of there. So. so, like, that's kind of how, yeah, he doesn't get arrested in, in the book. No. So, yeah, so uh, right now, Emily and Sean are back at their house. But now we see that the mommy vlog is back up. And she says that she's back in her house. And she kind of leaves this really, like, ominous. Um, Ominous, 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 <laughs> ominous message, kind of like very kind of down in the dumps type message. So 
Stephanie ends up showing up to to Emily and Sean's house and she has a gun and it you kind of just are like all right she's like had enough like she looks she looks crazy (laughs) and she wants you know she makes Emily she tell the truth about what happened like she has the gun to her she's like you need to tell us that you killed your sister you did all this she does end up admitting all of it she's like yes I did this yes I did that and at this point Stephanie is still like yelling at Sean about it all too. And is just like going crazy. She ends up shooting Sean, but it was fake. (laughs) So it ends up being that Emily, no, it ends up being that Stephanie and Sean have tried to set up Emily into a police trap. Yeah. Police trap. Like they, they had like bugs in the house that Emily ended up finding and she and destroying. And she knew that the gunshot was fake and whatnot. None of that happens in the book. Literally none of it. And, (laughs) (laughs) and that we come to find out that Emily actually has sent the cops to Darren's house. Uh, So then the cops show up at Darren's house. (laughs) While they're all smoking smoking weed. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but so now Emily has a gun and she ends up shooting Sean for real, like in the arm or shoulder Mm. or whatever. Come to find out that even though Emily has cut the bugs from the house, Stephanie is wearing a nanny cam. In my notes, I really, I go, she got her with the nanny cam. She got her with the nanny cam (laughs) and she's been live streaming on the vlog this whole time. I love that they tied the blog or the vlog. Yes, I did. I did like that. So anyway, so (laughs) this point, Emily runs out of the house, right? Because she's trying to like get away and ends up getting hit by a car. Darren's car. Because he's driving a Prius and she can't hear it. It was very like Mean Girls when Regina George gets, you know, hit by the bus. And she's trying to like crawl away on the ground after being hit by the car and she does end up getting arrested um, from the cops because they now have her confession that she killed her sister. Mm -hmm. So now we get a six month later, uh, you know, scene, which doesn't happen in the book. And we find out that the mommy vlog has a million subscribers and she's now not just a mommy vlogger. She is a, uh, she solves cold cases as well. (laughs) Uh, And then we see that Emily is in prison and she's thriving in prison. And that's how the movie ends, <laughs> which is not how the book ends. Right. So as we mentioned, Sean's kind of MIA in wherever he went off to. Um, so Emily's back to normal. Like her life's back to normal. She's got her kid. She's happy. She's good. Uh, she ends up getting a, uh, a knock at the door and it's the cops. And basically they're like, yeah, we just want to ask you a few you know, routine questions. No big deal. So the ploy, or not the ploy, the um, whole storyline where they murdered or where she murdered Mr. Prager and they knocked him off off the cliff comes back into play because um, they did try to set up Sean with the hairs. What she didn't realize was that as she was taking her gloves off um, after the crime, she accidentally took the ring or her, um, her emerald ring off. Mind you, we forgot to mention, she does eventually get the ring back right. after the whole, you know, uh, murdered twin situation. <laughs> so, yes, she accidentally um, takes the ring off at the scene of the crime. So the cops are here to basically say, um, so, you know, do you have anything to say for yourself since yeah. we have matched you to this specific ring? 
And like the bitch she is, Mm -hmm. she plays it off and says, well, interesting, because Sean actually gave that ring to Stephanie as an engagement ring because they were basically canoodling behind my back and um, Mm -hmm. uh, fell in love, essentially. So she literally diverted the entire police investigation onto Stephanie. Yeah. And she ends up leaving the country with Nikki. I just... <laughs> yep. And that is how the book ends. Yeah. Which, to your earlier point at the beginning of the episode, it very much is left kind of open-ended mm-hmm. in terms of, like, what happened. So mm-hmm. it could definitely lead itself to to a yeah. sequel. I hope they don't do that. Because then it would mean another movie. And yeah. I personally can't <laughs> no. handle that. <laughs> well, and then I should mention, too, at the end of the movie, we kind of get this, like, almost like it was a real yeah. story. Like, Sean and Nikki are doing fine. And da 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 this movie couldn't have... Ended more terribly I or know. like weirdly. Well, I thought it was funny that they said that that originally it was supposed to end with an engagement with the flash mm-hmm. mob or whatever. And at the end of the movie, they don't even meant they don't even say that they're together, together or yeah, anything. That's true. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's the end of that story. That was a little rough, but I mean, can you say that the movie stayed true to the book? No, no. <laughs> No. no. One thing I, I was sad that they kind of went away from, I loved in the book how they kept talking about how Emily was so obsessed with crime movies mm-hmm. and like kind of horror movies. True. And I feel like so many people get caught up in that in that stuff that yeah. they kind of start believing that it could actually happen and they could live that mystery. Yeah, very good point. Uh, which I was sad that they didn't include that in the movie at all. Yeah. I can't, I can't say yes. I can't say that they were in line. Like, the elements are there, I guess, but like they've changed so much. I just wonder if it, I mean, cause this movie came out pretty close to gone girl, like within a couple yeah. years. Like I just feel like if they would have went the serious direction, this was gone girl. Mm-hmm. This was gone girl. So I'm like, did they see gone girl? And was like, Oh crap. Like we need <laughs> to change directions. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you had already picked that director as the director for this movie i think that's what he wanted to do from the beginning maybe i don't know it's very strange but yeah so i can't say that it stayed completely true to the book at all uh i think i know the answer to this but book or movie (laughs) book yeah absolutely (laughs) i I feel bad that you saw this movie before you read the book because it's a great book Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed the book um the movie just like just shit the bed yeah for lack of a better phrase this is probably one of our (laughs) Worse adaptations. I would 100% agree with that. <laughs> Which is so sad because it had great potential. Yeah. So you picked the book too? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Good. Just and wanted to make quick, sure. And it was a quick read. It, only, it was a quick it, read. It didn't take me very long. Yeah. So. And I liked the the style that it was written mm-hmm. in and like the different um, yeah. uh, points of view. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only good part about the movie was Henry Golding. Yeah. And Blake Lively. But, but that's about but it. mostly Henry. Yeah. All right, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Booby Girls. You can also email us at theboobygirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. We have a couple levels for you. We have our rom-com levels that get you our episodes 24 hours ahead. You also get access to our Karen reviews. Then our drama level gets you everything I already mentioned. You also get a sticker for joining. You get a shout out in a future episode. And you get access to our bonus content, including our movie serials. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the girls. So up next, one of my favorite romance <laughs> stories of all time, Walk to Remember. So great. 
Oh, I love this movie. I'm I, not ready to cry yet. Like, I'm oh, not ready. It's so good. I've never read the book, so but I've watched the movie a million times. I was honestly trying to remember if I had or not. And the more I think about it, I don't think I've read the book. Because I can't help but keep, like, referencing The Notebook. Yeah. And I've definitely read The Notebook yeah. and seen the movie, but I don't think I've read this book. Yeah. I haven't read a whole lot of Nicholas Sparks. I've only mm, read... I've read too much. I read The Notebook, and then I read The Wedding, the sequel mm-hmm. to The Notebook that yeah. <laughs> will never become a movie. <laughs> Which we'll talk about eventually, I'm sure. Uh, but yes, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to read it. I am too. Um, speaking of Nicholas Sparks, we all know he's problematic, but we'll just, you know, we'll just put that to the side. Thanks for listening, and remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.